Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Social Work Radio with me, your host, Vince Peart. Once again, we are joined by our co-host, Tilly Baden. Tilly, my friend, how the devil are you? How have things been since you were last aboard the good ship SWR? Hello, everyone. Well, I'm I'm feeling a little bit disillusioned with social work this week. Um, wow. I always think that it's good for us to be honest when we come on the podcast. Um, and these last couple of weeks, you know, when you just have those times when everything that you do just feels like you're not actually getting anywhere with the, for the people that you're supporting and other services just aren't pulling their weight. No one has any common sense. Mm. I just feel like I'm stuck in that rut at the moment. Um, I need some positive news stories. Everything just seems to be really hard this last couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling a bit tired by it all actually. Um, but it'll get better. I know it will do. And um, yeah, I, I always think it's important so that our listeners know that we feel these feelings too. It, we're not all mm. sparkly and bright and love social work all the time. Um, it's yeah, sometimes it being a social worker is just really hard. Um, and I'm having that at the moment, but I will get through it. And I love my job and I will have thing things will improve and i will be in a more positive mindset i'm sure in the coming weeks what helps when you do feel that way just time i think there's nothing there's no sort of quick fix because it's nothing particular just i don't know it's just other it's other professionals vince that's what ah, it is it's not so social right, workers right. <laughs> <laughs> let's, 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 right okay let, let's let's get to the point of this Tilly. You've been having some difficulties with multi-agency professionals. That's the oh, crux of the matter, is it not? That is the crux. Share of the your wars with me and oh. our ten thousand listeners, if you would. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not all health staff, but some health staff that are just <laughs> doctors, particularly that are just very unhelpful at the moment. And um, yeah, it's it's frustrating because we should all be there working towards a common goal, and then. Some people just put up unnecessary barriers and some people just maybe shouldn't be in caring professions. Um, I like Matt's article. I think it was last week or, or the yeah, week before yeah, where yeah, he, he yeah. said about some people are just, how do you work with someone that's unprofessional um, when you're trying to be professional? And, and some people just don't get it. Some people are just rude for the sake of it. And you can't reason with some people. You don't necessarily... We don't have to like everyone we work with, but it's hard when people are rude and unhelpful. I'm fed up with it. It's putting me in a bad mood. So, um, yeah, I'm sure there's other social workers out there listening that know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, I And I am one of those. I, I know you are. <laughs> I am one of those. It, it, it is frustrating. It's difficult when when we don't always see eye to eye with other pressure, because ultimately we're on this job for the same reason. We want exactly. to earn a, a wage that's enough to fulfill whatever needs we think we need in our own life. And that's different for everybody. That is different for everybody. Um, I need to earn $9.99 a month to pay for my Warcraft subscription. Tilly, what do you need? <laughs> Let's not go there. Let's not go there. Yeah. Let's not uh, what go do there. I need? Um, yeah. Books. Books. There yeah, we books. go. No, Let's not go there. Subscription. <laughs> Lest your ire, which has been diverted towards other professionals, somehow finds a new target and you sublimate that uh, anger and frustration 
onto me. But no, on a serious note, it, it can be very difficult indeed. And ultimately, we are we we all we all believe that we are right. And sometimes more people are right than others. And sometimes it's about training. It can be about whether it's the social model or the medical model. It can simply be about us having an egotistical view that other people should listen to us. And sometimes, Dilly, the more that people with a big ego or narcissistic personalities are challenged, the more they embed into their view. It can happen with clients. It can happen with professionals. Let's get honest. It can even happen with fellow social workers. So... I sympathize with you. I've been there myself. I'm sure all of our listeners have been there. But you know what happens, Tilly? Every time that you, I, or our thousands of listeners have been there, what happens? It just happens again. <laughs> well, right. You really are being pessimistic. Here. Come on. Let's sorry. try again. Sorry, sorry, sorry. What, um, what does time do? Time is the greatest is healer. That's This too uh, shall pass. There we go. There we go. It's like catchphrase today, <laughs> isn't it? Finish the phrase. Finish the phrase. Um, well, we've got a good session ahead where, Tilly, you are no longer going to be the social worker. You are going to be the social worked. How do you feel about that, my friend? I'm really nervous about this one. I said this to you off air a minute ago. Yeah. I feel a little bit exposed on this podcast. Um, so, yes, be kind, listeners, please. I'm I'm bearing my soul to you by answering some very deep personal questions. So how we exciting. See how Should we do this? Should we do yeah, this? Should we okay. get into it? Let's just get it over with. There we get go. Get it over with. Get it. <laughs> no. now, now it's like I'm the doctor. Now it's like I'm the doctor and you've come <laughs> for a procedure. Just get it over oh. with. This should be enjoyable. It's soul searching. It's finding okay. out who you are. It's a good thing. It's a positive thing. Stop being such a negative Nelly. Yeah, I'm in a negative Nelly mood. So there yeah. we go. That might affect my answers. So you know. Oh, that's a very good point. Mm. Um, so, listeners, many of you listening in will be aware of the Myers Briggs personality type. Um, the Myers Briggs type indicator, also known as the MBTI, is a widely recognized personality assessment and it categorizes individuals into six distinct personality types based on preferences in four areas. And those four areas are where we focus our attention, the way we take in information how we make decisions, and how we deal with the outside world. And my girlfriend is a massive fan of the MBTI, and lo and behold, I went ahead and I've done the test, and I've also spoken to my good friend, Dr. Price, about it as well. And she's a professional in this area. She's not just an amateur like you and I, Tilly, or our, uh, my girlfriend, our mutual friend. She's not just an amateur. Dr. Price is an expert in this, and I've been talking with her about it as well. And uh, as you, Tilly, will know, and our listeners will know, every Wednesday I write a column on mysocialworknews.com. It's called Social Work Skills, and I share various different skills, theories, frameworks, legislation legislation, bits of direct work, essentially experiences which I've, you know, garnered over my, uh, oh God, I've been in, uh, about to say this till it makes me feel very old indeed. I've been working in social care 17 years now. Oh, you old man. So, <laughs> I, I started in social care in 2007. How old were you in 2007, Tilly? Uh, 13. 13. So I started I started working in social care as a project worker in a housing project for teenagers and young adults when you were 13. You you I mean, could you have actually I could have been yeah. 
literally. And then I went into youth I work. Could have been your client. You yeah. could have. So I, in terms of my trajectory, before I came into social work, I worked as um, a project worker for Bernardo's for young parents. I worked as a housing officer, uh, like a housing project officer. I worked as a youth worker and I worked as a career advisor. In every single one of those roles, you would have <laughs> fe- you would have met my client criteria. In every single one of those roles, you could have met my criteria. That's wow. <laughs> that is, long, that's quite spooky, isn't it? That's but, how long. Um, that's how long I've been in this profession. So anyway, um, yes, um, let's crack on with this then. So, like I was saying, guys, in the social work skills columns, I try and do my best to impart some skills. You know, I'm not saying I'm the expert, and I know what all that I would hope in my years and my knowledge that I've gained, it may be useful passing that on. So on this week's column, which you can find over at mysocialworknews.com, I had a go, Tilly. I had a go at deciding what Myers-Briggs personality types make the best social workers. And I thought, oh, I was sat there doing my notes for this week's podcast the other night, and I thought to myself, we haven't done any role play for a long time, you and I have. We tell you, you've shirked me on my role play ration, haven't you? I have just kept quiet and, let, and hoped that you forgot. But no, you I haven't forgot. I haven't no, forgot. I, know that. I haven't you forgot. An elephant forget does not. An elephant does not forget, and neither does Vince Peart. He may. He may pretend he's. I don't know why I'm talking about myself in the first person. A third person. I haven't <laughs> forgot. I haven't forgot. A bit bizarre. So, I haven't forgot. So, I thought let's join those two things together. Let's discuss this. Let's link it to the article, which is over at mysocialworknews.com, and let's go through it. So, what we're going to do today, listeners, is we are going to test Tilly. I'm going to undertake the Myers-Briggs personality type test with Tilly, and we're going to discuss this and decide what we think and what you think, Tilly. Let's not, let's not decipher it together. Let's, you're the expert by experience here, okay? Let's stick to those social work norms and values. Let, let's at least try, okay? Let's at least try. Um, I'm going to see what you think, and I'm going to reveal my findings. Now, um, in the spirit of Blue Peter or other children's programs that may be regional and local to your area listeners, um, here's one I did before. I've already done my personality test, so I'm going to go through that as well. It essentially saves me until you know, maybe doing one, then the other. You know, we, we thought it might be a bit boring to do them one after the other. Listeners, what I would say as well is if you want to join in, by all means, go ahead and find this test yourself. You can find it at various places, but the website that we're using and the one that I think is generally most popular, Tilly, it's the one you're aware of, isn't it? Is um, yes. 16personalities.com and 16 being the number one six. So that's 16personalities.com. You can also find this linked within the description of this podcast, but you can head over to mysocialworknews.com and you can find that link within the main body of the text of the article, which I uh, used as the inspiration. So, Telly, I've delayed this enough, and I know you sat there worrying. Are you ready to do this? Come on, then. Let's Come go. on, then. Bring it on. So, listeners, we've got a series of 10 different sections of tests, and for each one, it follows a liquor scale of a seven-point uh, scale. And you can strongly agree, agree, slightly agree, have a neutral answer, you can slightly disagree, disagree, or strongly disagree. So, Tilly, with that in mind, are you ready to do this, my friend? Yeah, and I take it you're not going to take neutral for every single answer. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm not, Tilly. No, I'm not, because no. I'm a biased researcher here. I'm a researcher who's being funded by Big Pharma. So watch out, because I've got an oh, agenda. Dear. 
And the agenda, I haven't got an agenda. I just, I just want you to be honest with me. My only agenda is getting to the truth of the matter. Right, you ready to do this, my friend? Yeah, come on then, bring it on. Question one, you regularly make new friends. Oh, straight in there then. Okay. Um, disagree. I'm a bit of antisocial. Sorry. You spend a lot of your free time exploring various random topics that pique your interest. Strongly agree all the time. Seeing other people cry can easily make you feel like you want to cry too. Mm. I'm going to go neutral on that because if I see my friends cry, I'm sobbing with them, but I'm quite good at staying poker-faced at work, so I'm going to say neutral. You often make a backup plan for a backup plan. Disagree. I wing it. You usually stay calm even under a lot of pressure. Strongly agree. At social events, you rarely try to introduce yourself to new people and mostly talk to the ones you already know. Agree. I'm antisocial. I'm introverted. I know that already. You prefer to completely finish one project before starting another. Strongly disagree. I'm all over the place. You are very sentimental. Mm, slightly agree. You like to use organising tools like schedules and lists. Slightly disagree. Even a small mistake can cause you to doubt your overall abilities and knowledge. Mm, slightly disagree. We all make mistakes. You feel comfortable just walking up to someone you find interesting and striking up a conversation. If I'm drunk, I would. <laughs> but no, if sober. I'm sober. <laughs> we are counting you being sober. Let's be clear, listeners, okay? okay? When we're asking yep. these questions, when you're doing these, these self-listeners, try and think about how you feel, might feel on an average day when you're feeling not particularly happy, not particularly sad, feeling quite neutral, and certainly not under the influence of drink or non-prescribed <laughs> drugs. <laughs> I was just the flashbacks to Social Worker of the Year awards when I was Let's running Let's not go up there. We're going to stop everyone. you right there, no, Tilly, no, no, before no, no, information no. is revealed that shouldn't be. Go back to of this question. Not. You Back feel comfortable just um, walking up to someone you find interesting and striking up a conversation. Disagree. You are not too interested in discussing various interpretations and analysis of creative works. Oh, strongly disagree. I love doing that. You are more inclined to follow your head than your heart. Mm, agree. You usually prefer just doing what you feel like at any given moment instead of planning a particular daily routine. Uh, slightly disagree. You rarely worry about whether you make a good impression on people you meet. Um, oh, I think I do. Yeah, slightly disagree. You enjoy participating in group activities. Oh, no, I'm a loner. Strongly disagree. You like books and movies that make you come up with your own interpretation of the ending. Mm, agree. Your happiness comes more from helping others accomplish things than your own accomplishments. Oh, that's a hard one. Um, both can make me happy. I'm going to say slightly disagree. You are interested in so many things that you find it difficult to choose what to try next. Oh, strongly agree. I'm all over the place. You are prone to worrying that things will take a turn for the worse. Mm, no, I'm quite laid back. I'd say strongly disagree. You avoid leadership roles in group settings. No, strongly disagree. 
I like taking charge. You are definitely not an artistic type of person. Slightly disagree. You think the world would be a better place if people relied more on rationality and less on their feelings? Uh, Strongly agree. You prefer to do your chores before allowing yourself to relax? I prefer to do them. Do I do them? Ah. Um, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do I prefer? I would aim to. So, yeah, slightly agree. I don't normally. I I leave things to the last minute. Anyway. You enjoy watching people argue? Oh, no. Unless it's a structured debate, I absolutely hate it. Strongly disagree. You tend to avoid drawing attention to yourself. Um, No, I put myself out there. Disagree. Your mood can change very quickly. Disagree. You lose patience with people who are not as efficient as you. Oh, God. Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Like I can hide it. But no, I do lose patience. I have to really control myself. Uh, Strongly agree. You often end up doing things at the last possible moment. Oh, it depends what it is. Um, it does agree. often happen, regardless of what yeah, it is, does it does often happen. Agree? Yeah, it does. Yeah, agree. You have always been fascinated by the question of what, if anything, happens after death. Oh, strongly agree. And I know I wind you up no end by talking about this and trying to draw this in at every single writer's retreat. We love a good debate and you hate it. Well, I have well, obviously, given my given my Catholic religion, I have a very strong review view on that one. So it's not it's not that I don't engage with that. It's just I cannot possibly be swayed given my religious beliefs. Tilly, <laughs> it's not about me. It's about you. We're on the 50% no, mark here. Exactly. We're halfway through. Yeah, Okay. You, you usually prefer to be around others rather than on your own. Oh, no, strongly disagree. I like my own company. You become bored or lose interest when the discussion gets highly theoretical. No, strongly disagree. The more theoretical, the better. You find it, e- <laughs> yeah. you find it easy to empathise with a person whose experiences are very different from yours. Slightly agree. You usually postpone finalising decisions for as long as possible. Um, quite decisive. Um, yeah, I'd say disagree. You rarely second-guess the choices that you have made. Agree. After a long and exhausting week, a lively social event is just what you need. Absolutely not. No, curl <laughs> me up on the sofa with a book. On my own, so strongly disagree. You enjoy going to art museums? I do, yeah, strongly agree. Well, I'll tell you now, we're Facebook friends. I am party to that too, so I can confirm. (laughs) I can confirm, (laughs) listeners, that is correct. Next question. You often have a hard time understanding other people's feelings. Disagree. You like to have a to-do list for each day. Do I like to have... I do have a to-do list for every day because I have to be organised. Do I like doing it? Not particularly, but no, slightly agree. I do do it. You rarely feel insecure. Uh, No, I do. Uh, Slightly agree. You avoid making phone calls. In my personal life, yeah, I do. Um, I mean, at work, we have to, so you kind of become used to it, so... Um, I'm going to say agree. 
you spend a lot of time trying to understand views that are very different from your own. Oh, strongly agree. I love a good conspiracy theory and what looking at things in different perspectives. In your social circle, you are often the one who contacts your friends and initiates activities. No, I hold my hands up. I'm really bad at doing that. Um, disagree. If your plans are interrupted, your top priority is to get back on track as soon as possible. No, I love it when plans get interrupted, actually, because it normally means that I get more me time. Um, disagree. You are still bothered by mistakes that you made a long time ago. Oh, yeah, I suppose I am. Um, agree. You rarely contemplate the reasons for human existence or the meaning of life. Oh, strongly disagree. I do that all the time. That's a constant thing in my mind. Your emotions control you more than you control them. Mm, I strongly disagree. I think I'm quite in control of my emotions. You take great care not to make people look bad, even when it is completely their fault. Oh, depends who it is. I wouldn't want a friend to look bad, but if it's one of the doctors who's been annoying me, I'm quite happy to let them fall on their sword. Um, <laughs> um, slightly disagree. Your personal work style is closer to spontaneous bursts of energy than organised and consistent efforts. Oh, strongly agree. Uh, that little outbursts of energy are constantly what I have. When someone thinks highly of you, you wonder how long it will take them to feel disappointed in you. Oh, that's a deep one. Um, slightly disagree. You would love a job that requires you to work alone most of the time. <laughs> that's why I feel really bad for being a social worker when the whole point, like the, the term "social," is in the title, and I'm not that much. I'm not. I'm not a sociable person. Um, ooh, agree. Maybe I'm in the wrong job. You believe that pondering abstract philosophical questions is a waste of time. Oh, strongly disagree. No, I love doing that. You feel more drawn to places with busy, bustling atmospheres than quiet, intimate places. <sighs> See, I think you can get lost in a busy, bustling atmosphere. Or, and I think they're almost less intimate and, and less... Mm, mm. I'm going to go neutral. I don't know. I, I quite like them both for different reasons. You know at first glance how someone is feeling. I don't think we ever do. I think people are good at hiding things. Um, slightly disagree. You often feel overwhelmed. Mm, slightly disagree. You complete things methodically without skipping over any steps. No, I'm quite chaotic. I have quite a scattergun approach to things. Um, strongly disagree. You are very intrigued by things labelled as controversial. Oh, strongly agree, yes. You would pass along a good opportunity if you thought someone else needed it more. Oh, depends who it is. If it's a really good friend or family, I would sacrifice anything. But if it was just someone I knew... 
slightly disagree. You struggle with deadlines. I don't like deadlines, but I don't particularly struggle with them. Um, slightly, uh, no, slightly disagree. And the last one, you feel confident that things will work out for you. Agree. Right. Are you ready for this, Dilly? Mm, what have I got? Are we ready? You are yeah, a... Drum roll. Ooh. <laughs> you are a logician. Uh, that's what I've got before, so I'm pleased. Oh, that's a consistent... There we go. You are consistent. Yeah. You are I-N-T-P-A. And I'll read this out for you, Tilly. This is what you are. This is what 16personalities.com has interpreted you at within the remit of the Myers-Briggs. So, logicians are innovative inventors with an unquenchable thirst for knowledge. You are 75% introverted. Introverted individuals tend to prefer fewer, let deep and meaningful social interactions and often feel drawn to calmer environments. That sound like you? Very much so, Yes. You are 88% intuitive. Intuitive individuals are very imaginative, open-minded, and curious. They value originality and focus on hidden meanings and distant possibilities. Sound like you? Yeah, that's me. You are 59% thinking. So you have a 59% thinking trait over feeling. So slightly more thinking than feeling. So would you say you are generally more on the thinking side, more mind over emotions at times? Yeah, and actually, this is the one that I've always I've I switch between thinking and feeling. So that's mm. why sometimes I get INFP, which is the. Mediator. But you're on. You're not far off either way. So I think you no, know, if you've got the ability I, to I do that. On the scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are sixty-four percent prospecting, and prospecting means individuals who are very good at improvising, adapting to opportunities, tend to be flexible, non-conformists who value novelty above stability. You are seventy-six percent, seventy-two percent, should I say, assertive? Assertive individuals are self-assured, even tempered, and resistant to stress. They refuse to worry too much and tend to be self-confident when striving to achieve goals. So, quite an assertive character, Tilly. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, so there you are. You are the logician. Um, I did my test earlier. What do you think I am? Oh, hang on. I need to get the list up of all of them. I know you're extroverted. Oh, this is exciting. Um, and this is not only, not only did my tests show this, but my psychologist friend, Dr. Price, she said this of me too. And my girlfriend, who is an amateur psychologist, I think I'm her guinea pig, to be perfectly honest. I think, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm patient zero. <laughs> I, I think I'm definitely, and do you know what? I give her plenty of work. I certainly give her plenty to think about. Um, yeah, she, she, she agrees with this as well. So in terms of the test, in terms of, you know, the professional, and in terms of my girlfriend, who is, you know, a, a skilled amateur, you know, she's certainly in the amateur rank. She's a skilled amateur. So, yeah, they all came up with the same thing. So what do you think, Tilly? I think you might be an entrepreneur. No. no. I was a protagonist. I am a protagonist. Ah, okay. So protagonist listen. Very close. Yes, yeah, yeah they, they are They are very close to one another. And um, I do have the entrepreneurial traits. But, yeah, the protagonists mm -hmm. is an ENFJ, natural-born leaders who are passionate about helping others achieve their potential. Uh, we are seen to have outstanding communication skills and an empathetic nature, which allows us to be particularly effective in roles that require motivating and inspiring change in others. 
So I, yeah, I like that. I, I like that because I thought that's like, it's like an idea I can live up to. I like that idea. I like the idea of being a, a protagonist. It's good. So um, should we have a look? This is just my view, Tilly, and there's certainly no offence to any of you listeners who are going to do this test yourself or who have done it yourself. But I, I've come up with a list of five personality types that I think nobody else's view but Vince Peart. <laughs> I think that these five people might make the best social workers. Should I put my hard hat on and read them out? Oh, oh, being controversial. I love it. Yeah, please yeah. tell. So look, I I, I think, I, look, I think that these might make the most suitable. So, so listeners, in case you're not doing the test yourself, I'm just going to quickly read over the 16, okay? I'm just going to go over the 16 just briefly. So the 16 personality types are based on, like I said earlier, four dichotomies, introversion versus extroversion, sensing versus intuition, thinking versus feeling, and judging versus perceiving. And each one of those has a letter. So that's why you get sort of ISTJ, ISFJ. So it's basically each one of the letters determines whether you're more introverted or extroverted, that's I or E, sensing or intuitive, S or N, thinking or feeling, T and F, and judging or perceiving, J and P. So the 16 types with that in mind are ISTJ, the, logist the logistician. These are practical and fact-minded individuals whose flexibility can't be doubted. ISFJ, the defender, dedicated and warm protectors, ready to defend their loved ones. INFJ, the advocate, Quiet and mystical, yet very inspiring and sort of tireless idealists, I would say. INTJ, architects. They're imaginative and strategic thinkers. They have a plan for everything. The ISTP, the virtuoso. Bold and practical experimenters, masters of all kinds of tools. The ISFP, the adventurer. Flexible and charming artists, ready to explore and experience something new. INFP, mediator, poetic, kind, altruistic people, eager to help good causes. Utility, the INTP, the logician, innovative inventors with an unquenchable thirst for knowledge. Kind of sounds like you, doesn't it? Hmm, it does, yeah. ESTP, the entrepreneur, smart, energetic, and very perceptive people who truly enjoy living on the edge. So I kind of get why you thought I would have traits of that, but I'm not I'm not really a living on the edge kind of guy, Tilly. Like my idea of living on the edge is cooking a boot and cooking a steak in my car boot. Hardly, you know, I'm I'm hardly out there trekking across the desert on a horse, am I? Let's get real. So no, I have but some in of those other ways. Traits. You do yeah, have maybe. some of those traits. You do live on the edge. Maybe not as much as you used to in your younger days, but yeah, there is that yeah. spark of you. I mean, you do the podcast and you write for Social Work News. I mean, that's that's fairly living on the edge. You're putting yourself out there. I don't I don't think they're going to put me, be putting me on a Red Bull or Monster advert anytime soon. I'm hardly living an extreme lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've got the ESFP, the entertainer, spontaneous, energetic, enthusiastic entertainers. Life's never boring around those kind of people. ENFPs, campaigners, they're enthusiastic, creative, sociable, kind of three spirits. Um, always find a reason to smile, very kind of positive people, glass half full types. ENTP, debaters, smart and curious thinkers who can't resist an intellectual challenge or an argument or debate. The ESTJ, executives, really excellent administrators.
managers, very good at managing things and people, sort of a lot of leaders of industry and project managers would be ESTJs. You've got the ESFJ, the consul. These people are very caring, very social, incredibly popular, always eager to help. You've got the ENFJ, which would be myself, protagonist, seen as charismatic and inspiring leaders, able to mesmerize their listeners, so hopefully, listeners, I'm mesmerizing you right now. And that's what it says, mesmerizing listeners. And then finally, you've got the ENTJ, the commander, kind of bold, imaginative, strong-willed leaders, finding a way to get things done or making one. So out of those 16, Tilly, and this is, remember, this, is, this isn't an exhausted list of these five that I've picked. Do you think your type has made my list? Do you think logicians have made my list of the five best social workers? No, I don't think they have. I think they're often overlooked. Yeah, you'd be right, they haven't. Mm. Do you think protagonists, my type, has made the list of five best social worker types? Hmm. Let's see, let's see. Uh, oh, I, no, I, I won't see. say no, actually, because I think there are other ones out there that potentially a little bit more, yeah, suited to social work. Well, listeners, you can head over and read this list yourself over at mysocialworknews.com. I've been a little bit naughty because I haven't shown Tilly this list and I haven't put it online. I've intentionally waited to publish it until after we've done the podcast because that's the kind of thing that protagonists do. Right, so the top five (laughs) listeners, you may have read this already at mysocialworknews.com. If you haven't, go and hop over there. Like I say, within the article, there's also a link so you can do this test yourself. And please, listeners, I, I want to be very, very clear before I say this that all individuals of any personality type can thrive in social work with the right skills, training, and dedication. If anything, we need all 16 types. And we've spoken about this before on the podcast, Tilly, and I've certainly written about it before, and you and I have had personal conversations about this before. We need as many different types of people in social work as we can. We need all of these 16 types of people, do we not? We do. Yeah, I'm really passionate about that. I think diversity is always better. Of course we do, and that's diversity in background, that's diversity in kind of characteristics. It's also diversity in personality and experience too. But again, I do think, because it's the kind of guy I am, I like to be a little bit controversial. I like to live on the edge, apparently. Wait, look at me. Look at me, living on the edge. I risk offending 11 different types of personalities. Um, these are the lists that I've come up with. So the first one, I think this is an obvious one, the clues in the name. INFJ, the advocate. You know, advocates are naturally empathetic. They possess an innate ability to understand and relate to other people's feelings and motivations. Advocates have got very strong intuition and they're really, really concerned about the welfare of others. And obviously, you know, how many times do we use the term advocate for or advocating within our profession, Tilly? Oh, all the time, every day, multiple times a day. I think you've probably guessed that the advocate would make the list, yeah? Yeah, that would have been on my list as well. Right. The second type, and I haven't just done this because I am one. I am a protagonist, but I'm an honest one. I think protagonists make the top five list. I'll tell you why. I think ENFJs are natural born leaders who are passionate about helping others achieve their potential. Um, Generally, ENFJs have got excellent communication skills and they've got an empathetic nature. And I think that can help ENFJs be very effective in roles that require motivating and inspiring change in others. Now, I'm not going to say that an ENFJ would suit all aspects of social work because sometimes people like me can be a bit too bombastic. And I know that my personality 
to be perfectly honest, far more with clients, far more with professionals than clients. I've had a lot more professionals complain about me than clients. Let's put it that way, Tilly. Um, usually the same complaint. What do you think the same complaint that my, my fellow colleagues usually have about me? He's a bit... Out there. <laughs> exactly, loud, loud. He's a bit full on. He's a bit yeah. full on. He's a bit loud. I, I don't know how to take him. That's what I've had. I don't know how to take yeah. him. Like Marmite, yeah, I, you, I get that. You, you love him or hate him. I've had that a lot. Mm. Well, so, yeah. yeah, I can see that. Yeah. No, all right, Kelly, can't. You're not meant to, you're not meant <laughs> oh, to be joining in. I'm in the love in. camp. Obviously, ah, ah. in the love You're not meant camp. to be joining in. So, anyway, <laughs> number three. The third personality that I think, the personality type that I think, and again, just I think, would make, make really good social workers are defenders. Again, I think defenders is kind of an obvious one for me. Those are ISFJs. Defenders are known for reliability, warmth, practicality. Um, they've got a lot of patience, the good with attention to detail, and they've got a very caring approach to helping others. Defenders have also, the clues in the name, got a very strong, strong sense of duty. They defend people, and they've got an excellent ability to stay calm under pressure. And they can be very dependable supporters for those in need. You know, if you've got someone defending you and on your, their side, they're the kind of social worker that will fight tooth and nail for you. So defenders, do we agree? They make good social workers, Dilly. Yeah, that would be on my list, definitely. Excellent. This next one, the fourth one, I think you would have probably guessed this one as well. ESFJs consoles. So ESFJs are sociable, enthusiastic, very attuned to others' needs and feelings. So consoles are quite sensitive to others. They really work well, though, in collaborative environments and are quite good at creating harmony and cooperation among groups. So what consoles are very good at doing? You could, I can imagine consoles doing very well in multi-agency environments. I don't know, Tilly, for example, maybe dealing with difficult doctors. You could have done with a console mm. between you and the doctor. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, I could use some help in that area, actually. <laughs> you, you do have a console. Um, find one. Uh, consoles, if any of you guys listen to this test, have uh, come out as a console at ESFJ, drop us a message. Tony needs your help. Um, but consoles are really good at as well. as They're quite good at managing resources and people. And they're very good, I would say, consoles are very good at kind of community-based, relationship-based social work. Um, consoles would probably be good kind of sitting on panels, sitting on finance panels, things like that, kind of determining the best use of limited resources. The last one, I think we would have guessed this as well, INFP, mediators. Um, INFPs possess a deep sense of idealism and integrity, and they have a great desire to help make the world a better place. And Tilly, when everyone comes into social work, what do they want to do? Yeah, make the world a better make place. A, heal the world, make it a better place for you and for mm. I and the entire human race. Do you know who said that? Uh, was it John Lennon? Michael Jackson, no. close. Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson, close. Um, <laughs> their ability to connect with individuals on a profound emotional level enables mediators to provide really good kind of one-to-one -one personalized care. I would say mediators are excellent at that person-centered practice. They're also really good at roles that require kind of creativity, empathy, and understanding complex natures. Mediators, as the clue would be in the name, make very good mm. mediators. They'd make very good in sort of family group conference, mediation services, probably would make excellent um, chairs of conferences, independent reviewing offices, things like that. So there we have it, Tilly, out of the 16 types, 
I believe, and again, I'll say it one more time, all in my personal opinion, that advocates, advocates, protagonists, defenders, consuls, and mediators perhaps may be the most suited to the majority of social work world roles, given the skills that I've read out there. What say you to that, my logistical friend? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I think the people in the personality type of the diplomats so that's your advocates your mediators your protagonists and your campaigners i think that's a strong social work skill yes um and i think that that does that does fit and and the sentinel um sentinels as well i think they fit more with social work perhaps than the explorers and the analysts um but as you said we need those people we need everyone because more the, the more diversity you get in, in personalities, the better, because if we all thought the same thing, then we wouldn't make any change. And that would not. be really diff- difficult to work with people then that that don't necessarily share those views and come from different personality types. So we all bring strength to the table. We need we need a multifaceted and diverse profession because we deal with a multifaceted and diverse populace. I'm going to add on this point, Tilly. The Myers-Briggs test has been debunked by a lot of people and a lot of people say it's quite reductionist and so on but i'm going to end on this point um it it deems me a protagonist and my line of social work right now i'm an independent social worker i go out there and i work by myself i have no support i go out there and i walk into all kinds of home and i deal with all kinds of clients and i help local authorities quite often and, and clients directly and solicitors or the courts or guardians whoever may struck me I can quite often go out there when I'm instructed and be it quite often cases can come to me when my expertise and my experience, my knowledge is relied upon. I can do things quicker. I'm I'm grateful to be deemed to be able to do things better. A lot of the time my experience is relied upon. And if we talk about my communication skills and being able to mesmerize the listeners, and I say that in inverted commas listeners, because it's a little bit cringy. Um, I'm a podcast co-host and a writer as well. Do you think, if I really am a protagonist, do you think I've found my place? And actually, my skills, as per the Myers-Briggs test, would really, really suit exactly where I've ended up. Yeah, I think that's quite fair to say. Um, I think it's important that we know who we are. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I quite like these sorts of tests, um, even if I might cringe away from them, especially doing them on a podcast and bearing my soul to the world. Um, But I think it's always really helpful to know what your internal strengths are because that for being a logician that's what's in my core and I can dial up other areas of my life I can dial up being an extrovert I can stand up in front of people doing training conferences things like that and and be engaging and excited and passionate about my work um yes I prefer to be doing a lot of things on my own and thinking through complex problems, but actually there are other things that you you pick up along your way. So you don't have mm-hmm. to be stuck within your, your, your field. But I think these sorts of personality tests, they tell you what's in your core. And if you know that, then you can build on the other areas so that you can get stronger as a social worker or whatever profession that you end up if you decide that based on your your test that perhaps you shouldn't be a social worker because you haven't made Vince Pitt's list. 
I can say that having not made Vince Pearson. Yes, but this is the point. If you, if you hadn't, if you, if you hadn't <laughs> have let yourself get all prickly there and spiky, you would have heard me say this, Tilly. You would have heard me say the next thing. Given your role in social work now, that you sit back, you think deeply about things, you guide, you are getting more involved in education, you are getting more involved with training, you are able to impart your logical views onto others and kind of sum up situations, bring calmness to difficult situations, see the greater picture in the midst of chaos drawn up on your experience and your expertise and your training and knowledge. Do you not think you as a logician are also finding your place within our field and a place that is valued, regardless of whether it makes my list or not, a place that is very much valued and a role that is very much needed? Yeah, definitely. I was being facetious before. You were being facetious. And that's a bit that doesn't suit logicians. (laughs) You should be far more logical, my friend. But so (laughs) just speaking from our own two experiences, our personality types would, if we go on the basis of our own experiences, have greatly benefited our own respective areas of social work, which are very diverse in terms of the, the work we do and in terms of certainly the field that we're in. You being an adult and me being in children couldn't get much further apart in terms of that binary division. I think our, I would suggest our personality types have very much found us where we need to be. Yeah, I agree. I think that that makes sense. I, I can see myself as a, yeah, I found that niche and that's that's where I'm more comfortable. There we go. There we go. And there, social work is a broad church. There is room for us all, particularly particularly you five listeners, particularly you fives. Right, we are all done. Um, listeners, thank you ever so much. And Tilly, particularly, thank you ever so much for you going along with this as well. Hopefully it wasn't as bad as you thought, okay? Yeah, no, it was fine. I was, um, yeah, I, I, I felt valued. You, you social worked me well, Vince. Yeah, I was a tender social worker and a protagonist like me. I had your best interests at heart. Well, listeners, thank you, as always, for tuning in. Do consider leaving a review. We haven't had a review for a while, actually, listeners. We haven't had a review for a long time. So if you could literally take a couple of minutes, head over to iTunes and uh, leave a review. We will read that out for you next week. Also, do go out and check mysocialworknews.com. You can see the article, which uh, I used to base today's podcast on. You can see the link to go and do that test yourself. We'll be back next week with who knows what until then it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me